You are about to hear a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available. Well, good morning, church. It's good to be with you again, church at your place. And together we're going to just not worship the Lord today and exalt Him, but we're going to enjoy delving into His Word. And what God has for you today is a word of hope, is a word that will encourage your faith, especially through times that are trying like our society is experiencing right now. So I want to talk to you about a particular man that everybody known has known to be the one that had a, a lot of doubt in his mind and in his heart about Jesus Christ. In fact, he's one of his disciples. His name is Thomas. Some of you already knew what I was going to be talking about today. A few weeks ago, we talked about the resurrection and the road to Emmaus. Uh, but after Jesus resurrected, he actually visited all of his disciples for something like 40 days. He spent some time visiting all of them. Now, he visits his disciples, the 12 of them, but Thomas just happened to be not there the time that Jesus visited. So we pick up the story in John chapter 20, verse 24. This message today is about finding faith in your natural walk of life. For some people, they think faith is something that's so nebulous, it's spiritual, but faith is not just a spiritual concept. Faith actually is something that you live with or live through daily in your life in the reality of your situation. So John chapter 20, verse 24 says, Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin. The Bible gives us a bit of a clue here that Tom, Tom, Thomas was actually a twin. He was not with them when Jesus came in verse 24. Verse 25 says, So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the mark of nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my head into his side, I will never believe. There's something that they understood both Thomas and all the disciples, they knew the reality that Jesus had died. They saw the, 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 the um, spear pierced through his side and the nails were driven into his hands. So Thomas still is in that space of the, the difficulty or the challenge of the reality that he saw about three days ago. He's still in that moment of that reality. And sometimes the, the, the pain that we experience in life kind of gets us stuck in that reality. What faith does, it doesn't deny reality, but what faith does, it helps you overcome some of the ex hard experiences that realities might give you in your life. And so the disciples kind of sort of, you know, have come across that pain because they did something or something happened to them. They said, we have seen the Lord. And I want you to note that this morning. Because when you see God or have an encounter with God, regardless of the present reality that you might be experiencing, well, it may not change that reality. You will have the strength. You will have the, 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 the attitude to be able to overcome that and see something much, much bigger in your life than the pain that you're experiencing. The Apostle Paul says this, that the present suffering does not compare to the future glory. That awaits you but in verse 26 something happened I can only imagine Thomas saying well I missed out you guys saw Jesus I didn't see him 
And it's kind of saying, but unless I see him face to face and I'm able to prove that what I'm seeing is really, really him, it's really hard for me to believe. Can I just say that sometimes for most people, it's hard to believe the things that we can't see. There's an old saying that unless I see it, I don't believe it. To see is to believe. Let me say to you that scripturally, the real notion of faith in scripture is this. When you believe it, you'll see it. For most people, they wait for something they could see literally until they believe it. That is why the book of Psalms tells us to taste and see that the Lord of good, that you, you almost have to taste the goodness of God before you could believe Him. And it's not something that's necessarily tangible. It's something that is experiential. It's something that is supernatural, something that is out of this world. And while faith might begin from an out-of-this-world experience, in a sense that you're believing in a God that you can't see, you're believing in a future that you cannot see, you're believing in a hope that you can't see, eventually that faith translates into something in the natural realm. You begin to see your world change. You begin to see your life come into alignment to what you believe. I heard someone once say that whatever you believe will take place in your life. And I guess there's not a lot of difference here. And eight days later, in verse 26, the Bible says his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Can you just imagine what's happening here? Then Jesus, now there's 12 of them, makes a beeline for Thomas in verse 27. And he said to them, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Jesus basically, you know, he, he didn't condemn Thomas for him wanting more evidence. In fact, he didn't put him down in front of the disciples. He said, Thomas, you want to see it? I'm going to show it to you. You know what I love about this? Let me tell you about the nature of God in this, in this uh, particular story. Jesus came back. Jesus came back eight days later to... To literally address Thomas's, you might call it disbelief, you might call it doubt, you might call it uh, a need for evidence. What is God saying to us about Himself? What He's saying is this it's okay sometimes to seek for evidence. That God is not calling you necessarily to a blind faith, as some might think faith is. Faith is not blind. Faith is about understanding a reality that is yet to come. Faith about, is about seeing the unseen. That is why Jesus later on in this passage of scripture said, it's great that you can see me because Thomas said, oh Lord my God, he realized that really this is Jesus. He realized that the prophecies about Jesus and about him rising from the grave was true. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you've seen me? And then it says, blessed are those who have not yet seen and have believed. Some people think that Jesus was having a go at Tom and, and saying to him, hey, hey Tom, you know, the other guys that, didn't, that, that believe because they didn't see me are better off than you. He's not saying that. Jesus was actually speaking further in the future about you and I. 
Because we would never see Jesus the way the disciples saw him. Can I just say to you that the 11 disciples actually didn't even believe that Jesus rose from the dead until they saw him. Thomas was no different to them. The only difference between them and Thomas was that Thomas was more logical. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see the marks of the cross. He wanted to see his side. And God was more than willing to give him the evidence that he truly is the Son of God. Understand that his response was different to the response of the disciples. His response was this, my Lord and my God. Did Thomas really doubt? And depends on what you mean or what you think doubt is. For some people, doubt is a, a complete disbelief of who God is. Can I say to you today that doubt oftentimes is the qualifier of your faith. That sometimes doubt is the one that puts the checks and balances to ensure that what you're believing is not foolishness, but the reality of what God is saying in His promises through His scriptures. Because God wants to prove Himself to you. That's the reality of Jesus Christ. He wants you to experience Him. He wants you to have an encounter with Him. He wants you to know Him in the fullness of who He is. He wants to dispel your doubt and make you experience God the way we experience God in the New Testament context. Some people say Thomas was a doubter, but what a lot of people don't understand is that Thomas spent, after that time, the rest of his life spreading the gospel in the different parts of the world, particularly in India, to the point where Thomas has become the patron saint of the Christians in India. I know even people that have taken on his name as a result of the work that he did. He was eventually martyred around 72 AD for his faith in Jesus Christ. That's not a doubting man. You know what that is? That's a man who carried the evidence of the cross. God wants you to carry the evidence of what he did for you and the power of his resurrection. You know why? You can ask all the questions and you'll find that Jesus truly is the answer. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 says this, Let us then hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we have a great high priest who has gone into the very presence of God, Jesus the Son of God. And verse 15 says this, Our high priest is not one who cannot feel sympathy for our weaknesses. On the contrary, we have a high priest who was tempted in every way that we are but did not sin. Let us have confidence then and approach God's throne where there is grace. There, will, there we will receive mercy and find grace to help us just when we need it. That is God's promise for you today that He will not reject you. He will not cast you out. He even came back for Thomas eight days later. He didn't say, you doubted me. And so now you got nothing from me. No, no, no. He came back just for him that's the God that we serve and you may have doubts about your faith you may have doubt because of the situation you're in but God's presence is with you he's with you right, right now to encourage you to say to you that he's not finished he has a plan in the midst of what we're experiencing in our society today God has a plan in the midst of the economic challenges you're experiencing in your finances God has a plan. And if you're experiencing sickness or you have family members that have experienced gravely, uh, uh, grave illness in this season, God has 
a plan. If some of you, sadly, may have lost a loved one. I know some friends of mine that have lost loved ones through this season. God still has a plan. Quickly, I've got a few minutes to share with you five things about Thomas and about his faith that not many people see. In the book of John, chapter 11, verse 8, when Jesus was about to be stoned or taken by the people when Lazarus uh, was very sick and Jesus left to go to another place. It was Thomas that said to him when Jesus said, let's go back and see Lazarus. He has died. Thomas said, let us also go that we may die with him. When Thomas was in the presence of Jesus, he was not the kind of doubter that people say he was. He was the first one to say, you know what, Jesus, we're going to die with you. We're going to be with you. You know what kind of faith that is? That is, Thomas had an all-in faith. Faith is not 90%, not 99 It is 100%, folks. If you're going to give your life to Jesus today, if you're going to have faith in God, make it 100% because anything less than that is not worth believing because Jesus gave 100% for us. Thomas' bravery was not based upon his action, but based upon the fact that he was with Jesus. And you know what makes it different for us as Christians what makes us strong and courageous through the season is not because we're incredibly brave people. It's because of our faith in Jesus, because we know Christ is with us. Conversely, Thomas experienced doubt when he was not with God. It triggered doubt with him of some sort. The number two thing I want you to catch today is that faith is about going than knowing. There are some things in life that we may not really know, but God is calling us to go with Him in uncharted territories. In John 14, verse 5, when Jesus, before He was arrested, said, I'm going to go to a place, and you cannot go, and I'm going to prepare a house for you. He was saying this in John chapter 14, and Thomas pipes up in front of all the disciples. He goes, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? What's Thomas saying? You know what, Lord? We'll be with you. Show us how to get there. And Jesus responded this way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that came out of Thomas's question. Show us the way. You know why? Because faith is about going and not just about knowing. Thomas didn't know, but Jesus showed him that Jesus is truly the only way. Number three. Isolation from disease may be okay, but not from people. Something in Thomas made him not be in that same place where the 11 disciples were when Jesus arrived the first time he resurrected. Maybe he was feeling bad. Maybe he was depressed. Maybe he was hopeless. Whatever the reason was, Thomas needed to be there, but he was absent. You see, there's something really powerful about community. And there's something powerful about you joining us today, having church at your place. This is powerful. Even though we may not be together physically, you're still part of this family of community family right around the world. A couple more things. Number four, faith is being in position to encounter God. The Bible tells us that a week later or eight days later, Thomas was finally there with the rest of the disciples. If a man didn't have any faith, he probably would have walked off. But he didn't. When the disciples says, we found him. We have seen him. Thomas says, I need to see him too. But I need to see more. 
I need to see the, the, the nail marks in his hands and, 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 and the hole in his side. And he did. Tom rejoined and got himself in position to encounter God because faith is about positioning yourself for an encounter with God. And number five, finally, faith is not just about seeing the spiritual. It's about seeing what's in the natural. What triggers faith for me is no matter what my situation is, I know I have hope that God's word is true. This is what Tom said finally when he saw Jesus. My Lord and my God. He did not say that in the spiritual. He said that in the natural. In that present moment, he recognized that he is in the presence of the Almighty God. And in the midst of adverse circumstances, even in the midst of celebration, let's always recognize that it is God himself that protects us, that provides for us. And our faith in him is key to living a victorious and overcoming life. God bless you. You have just listened to a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au and be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available.